0: You're listening to The Green Country, a fantasy storytelling podcast where each episode introduces a new character, creature, or facet of this fantastical land. The story follows the course of Queen Alyssa's centennial tour of her kingdom. Every 100 years, the long-lived monarch travels throughout her overgrown forest realm, meeting its inhabitants and seeing its sights. Join me each week as we explore a new and fascinating aspect of this lush, expansive world. You can learn more at www.thegreen.country, and I invite you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks for listening. The Names of a Fox Elissa and her two guards, Negwin and Guarth, followed close behind the fox who led them, a scout by the name of Clune. One day previous, Clune had emerged soundlessly from the great wall of forest which marked the beginning of those wilder lands in the green country, a place known as the Great Weald. Elissa and her travelling companions had stationed themselves there to wait. In expectation of an emissary from an ancient and remote fox house that of soar's Ralpath Knight yet even so clune's sudden silent appearance had surprised them all the fox had stepped from the tree line the sunlight illuminating his red orange fur and playing upon the muted earth tones of his dusky leather armor a long supple bow hung across his back, and a slender dagger lay in a sheath at his waist. His ears stood alert. His eyes were sharp and green, and clear as the water of spring snowmelt. Everything about Clune spoke of a keenness honed by the unhewn land in which he dwelled. He had quickly surveyed Elissa and her company, and without hesitation, identified Negwin and Gwarth as those who would accompany Alyssa on their journey back to the home of Denlord Nightgarthen. Durkee, Elissa's trusted advisor, and their clericon coachman, Netcher, took no umbrage at this selection. They had been in the midst of a heated game of chantillions and were happy to continue their game of cards, leaving the others to tromp off into the bracken. As Elissa collected belongings for what she assumed would be at least several nights away, she smiled to herself as she overheard Durky already beginning to plan out he and Netcher's meals for the next few days. He was, undeniably, a creature of comfort. Presently, Elissa found herself traveling down a narrow path which wound its way through a denseness of forest she had rarely encountered. She trailed close behind Kloon, whose wide red tail communicated in its own language of movement all that he took in from the surrounding landscape. At Clune's suggestion, Negwin and Gwarth had left behind their heavy armor of metal plate, traveling lightly in leather jerkins. You will not need these, Cloon had said simply, gesturing to the cumbersome plate mail they wore, and so Elissa's guards had gladly abandoned the armor. Clune was, of course, the shortened version of the fox's name. When he first met Elisa and her retinue, he had identified himself as Clune Ralpath Sarun Nastano. Abiding with fox tradition, each of his names identified a different aspect of his family's history and situated him within the interwoven fabric of their tight-knit culture. Foxes are measured in their deeds he explained one evening, as they sat around a small campfire. The day had been a hard march through dense forest, Clune leading the way down a path uncertain. Gwarth and Negwin carried forward with some trepidation, not for themselves, but for their queen, Elissa, who they had sworn to protect. Ironically, it was she who found herself reassuring her concerned wardens that all would be well. The Lanin family had maintained a strong relationship with the foxes of the den of Ralpath, and she followed Clun without concern. Negwin had drunk of Crandoon before, and so knew what to expect, though it was a flavor she did not prize. However, the tang of iron on Gwarth's tongue caught him off guard, for among the bouquet of heady fruit lay the unmistakable flavor of blood. Clune caught Gwarth's slight grimace and flashed a grin, his sharp white teeth revealed for a moment in the firelight. Not so fond of Crandoon, he jibed good-naturedly. I have ye know this batch was distilled with the blood of a fernhorn I took down myself. Though Gwarth and Negwin feigned amazement, Alyssa seemed genuinely impressed. That's no small feat, Clune, I raise my cup to you. And so they raised their small wooden cups to their guide, and then took them to their lips and drained them. Clune, asked the queen, after wiping the red stain from the corners of her lips, might you speak to us of your name and of the deeds it tells? Gladly, spoke Cloon. and then the fox paused for a moment as if summoning in himself the spirit of the story. I must begin at the end with my last name, Nastano. This is the only name of mine which contains an unfinished deed, and so I must speak of it first. Nastano is for the promise I swore to my mate-to-be, she who is called Trivena. I swore to her I would seek the rarest flower in all the wild lands, the night-purple Nostrano blossom, and bring it to her. Once she has received this gift, our union will be marked, and we shall both bear the name as a sign of our bond. He paused for a moment, thinking to himself, and then smiled softly. I have hunted for over a year and I feel I must be near to finding it. Though I must trust that when I do find it, the time will be right. Elissa, Guarth and Negwin were rapt. The telling of one's names was commonplace for the fox, and over the years the telling of these stories became nearly as important as the deeds contained within them. Clune continued on, Sarun is for my grandfather, Bro. It means singer of the moon, which was how he came to be known. He was a beloved bard of my people and traveled the wild lands far and wide. I was lucky enough to hear his songs many times before he passed on. I carry his bard's name in respect to him. Ralpath is for the den I serve. This was a name not easily won, continued Clune, and held up his left hand. Four jagged scars raked across his forearm and palm, trails of shiny, dark flesh, contrasting his lustrous red fur. Lord Ralpath and her hunt passed my den when I was but a youngling. Naturally, I was wont to follow, to see the master of this realm in her prowl. She welcomed me to follow, and my mother and father allowed it. So I did. Clune paused a moment and thoughtfully stroked the healed lacerations across his arm. Lady Ralpath instructed me to follow behind her band of hunters, for she wished to protect me and keep me from harm. We ventured on through the day until the late afternoon, when the shadows were long and the sun was yellow gold across the land. Our trek had taken us into the highlands, where there are hills whose tops are barren of trees. We had caught the scent of no prey, but it had been a good day, the best day, in my short life then. To hunt amongst the lords of the land, can you imagine it? We had given up the hunt and were making our way towards our territory when we crested a hill. We must have startled each other, for a huge wood bear was making his way in our direction. Everyone froze for a moment, bear included. But within heartbeats, he had made his decision to stand and fight. He dropped to all fours and rushed the hunting party a battering ram of fangs and claws hurtling towards us. Kloon took a long sip of his crandune and then refilled his glass and the Queen's, which was empty. I don't know what made me do it, but I was the first to rush in. He laughed gruffly. Swatted me aside like a fly, that wood bear did. Luckily, I threw up an arm to protect myself. And he pantomimed this, once more showing his scarred arm. Lady Ralpath and her hunters subdued the creature, but left it unharmed. Hunters respect hunters, you see. My bold recklessness, however, had made an impression on her. One day, after I had come of age, one of her scouts came to the den of my family, asking if I was ready to serve in the den of Ralpath. And so, here I am. Elissa nodded, clearly satisfied by his account. And what of Clune? she asked. Her curiosity could not be helped. When I joined the services of Lady Ralpath, she remembered how I had rushed forward to meet the wood bear and provide protection to her and the hunting party. My youthful rashness earned me a place in her personal guard. You see, clune is an ancient fox word for guardian. It was also for this reason I was sent to meet you. Lady Ralpath holds you in high esteem, my queen. She insisted upon only the most able warrior escorting you. So here I am. Clune bowed slightly, concluding his recitation smoke rose from the campfire in a thin wisp there being very little wind that night a smoldering branch cracked sending a shimmering of sparks rising into the dark sky we are lucky to have you as a guide clune thank you for sharing your stories with us gwarth and negwin nodded in agreement a newfound respect growing in each of them for this stranger had solemnly sworn to protect their queen. Clune drained the last of the bottle of Crandoon into their glasses, and they sipped in peace and silence, Gwarth discovering that he was acquiring a taste for the rich and gamey libation. If you like what you just heard, be sure to visit www.thegreen.country for more great content, including beautiful illustrations, detailed character descriptions, and much more. The Green Country is also on Patreon, where a small monthly pledge will give you access to extra content, like an illustrated PDF of the story you just heard. Whether you back this project financially or simply share it with a friend, you can help this vibrant land continue to grow. Once more, that's www.thegreen.country. Thanks for listening!